Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. I'm not wearing pants. Are you wearing pants? I'm wearing uh, literally shorts that I've had since like 2002 when I was a cheerleader. cheerleader. <laughs> yes, they're my bloomers that go under my flyaway skirt that I had. Love it. <laughs> so so retro. So yes, chic. very retro. Also, I'm literally quality, quality wise. Uh, I mean, uh, impressive. I was going yeah. through my dresser yesterday, and I realized that I have a shirt that it's 
it's it's a shirt from um the, it's it's a crew shirt from the fourth Harry Potter movie um because I had a family friend who has been worked on the visual effects team and like for my birthday they gave me the shirt and it says 2005 and I was like what this shirt <laughs> is 15 years old right yeah 15 15 years like I. I, I don't it's so wild to think now that like I'm at the age where I can have clothes that are like the age of of the age of people like you know giving hand jobs like that's insane to me <laughs> <laughs> like that's insane that's insane to me that that's where your mind went yeah 15 that's not but like you know like yeah. I wasn't giving hand jobs at 15 16 but not 15 <laughs> but like what it's just so wild to me that like yeah. now I have clothes that are that old like when you like are younger and some like an adult is like oh I've had this for years I've had this mm-hmm. since I was your age and now I'm like oh my god I have this and the thing that is that is a t-shirt with a Hungarian horn tail on it I mean but that's very you it is and it's very soft I love it it's a good time um well, uh, this is Don't Blame Me, guys. This is an advice podcast. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, our phone number is 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Should we give some advice? Let's give some advice. I'm so awake. Woo, me too. If you guys didn't know, we started. Rec- we now changed our recording time from like, you know, like 4 o'clock to uh, 9 a.m. Good but morning. It's really, more like nine thirty by the time yeah. we get on. <laughs> yeah, but like we say nine. We but say if we nine. said nine thirty, we would start at ten. Yeah. So this is correct. We're being self-aware. <laughs> Hi, Megan. Um, so I'm calling in because my boyfriend is starting to get fat. <laughs> um, we've been dating for a few years, and when I first met him, he was very in shape. He worked out every day. And that's the kind of body type that I like. It's very muscular, and he knows that. And he's been dating a few years, and this last year he's kind of just let his body go. Um, he has a, I guess you could say, a dad bod right now, which is totally fine for some people, but that's just not what I'm into. Um, so just kind of starting to grow a belly and... It's just not attractive to me. Um, it kind of turns me off. And I don't really know what to do. I don't know what to tell him without sounding like an ass. Um, I've tried to motivate him to work out. He didn't gone as far as getting a gym membership with him um, and going with him for about six months. But he would never go to the gym without me. And he never really works out or runs without me. Um, so he's just very unmotivated to work out or do physical activity, um, besides what he does in his job. Um, so I don't really know how to tell him that his body is starting to be unattractive to me. Um, I don't, you know, we're young and this may sound really vain, but I thought, you know, he would want to take care of his body and look the best he could and, you know, cause we're both in our twenties. But now I'm just really mom. But I just don't know what to do without sounding like an ass. I just wish that he would, you know, take care of his body more and get in shape. So, um, yeah, that's all. Just help. Thanks. 
No, break up with him because you are an ass. Yeah. Break you, up with him because you're an ass. You are very much an ass. Like you're a fucking ass and you should not tell him and you should break up with him and then you should date somebody who has the exact same expectations of you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like this is so fucked. And I, well, I think we should have like a, a trigger warning in the comments for this because like we get the opposite of this question all the time of, mm-hmm. of uh, like female listeners who will like, or even on our Facebook group of saying like, I've gained, I have gained some weight and I'm really afraid that my partner is no longer attracted to me. And this, I don't want anyone to hear this and think like, Oh, that validates that like negative self-talk in my head because it doesn't like At all. I stri- I'll straight up to say this girl's ass. This girl's mm-hmm. ass. And this is not how everybody thinks, because the most important thing is if your partner is happy, if your partner is right. happy, who gives like what they what they look like They're your partner's responsibility is not to be attractive to you. Mm-hmm. You're attracted to your partner. That's why you're with your partner. But your partner's responsibility is not is not to maintain is not to work so hard to make sure and go above and beyond to make sure that you remain attracted to them and regardless of what they fucking feel and think about themselves it's yeah just- it's so messed up and also you you never mentioned anything about his personality what you love about him so it seems like that you're very shallow and all you care about is how he looks physically. You said you got with him because he was muscular and you thought that you would that you guys would keep up with like your body type throughout your relationship. Most people in relationships do not. Like that's no. when you get the most comfortable because yeah. you know that people that the person that you're with is with you because they love who you are. And not what you look like. Also, like, what else? <laughs> you also said that, like, you got a gym membership and he would only go if you went. Well, if you get a gym membership together, <laughs> he feel, he probably thinks that this is an activity that you want to do together. Not because you're trying to change what he looks like. It's just mean and rude and hateful. And it's not about what he wants. You're not thinking no. about him at all. You're thinking, you're literally thinking of him as his role. Only sole role is to be attractive to you. Mm-hmm. And how can he be the most attractive to me? And how can I do that without sounding like an ass, even though it is an ass feeling? And it is. And the other thing I will say is that there's a huge, I mean, there's a huge issue with body, like just, just body shit in the media in general for women and also for men this like mm-hmm. hyper masculine all of this kind of shit and like men get eating disorders too women get them but like men also get them and that's something that's not really talked about a lot but more than that i think an another layer to all of that and the reason why i think it's it slides by is because doctors are the most fucking guilty of this is ableism when it comes to health and it comes to be like oh i'm worried about your health oh i'm worried about your health well eating disorders kill more people than obesity does so there you go and also it's well i really really care about your health i really just want you to be healthy health is a privilege it's not a right like that is something that is so fantastic and great if you have it but the idea that like you you can only lead like lead a peak best personal life if you are healthy is 
erasing everyone who is born not considered traditionally or like medically healthy or like as they go through their lives something happens or they have a chronic illness or any of that other shit that it's like well no I'm just I'm just worried about your health how about mental health (laughs) how Mm -hmm. about that and like if for you personally staying in shape really like working out releases endorphins for you and it makes you really happy then that's great but you can't project that feeling onto somebody else and if it's like oh I'm really worried about someone oh they're they're overweight and I'm worried about them with like heart disease and all of that kind of shit it's just like let people fucking live and let people be fucking happy and make the choices that they want to make because in your mind they have to they have to do a certain thing to feel great and feel good because that's what makes you feel great and makes you feel good. Right. But it's not about you. It's literally not fucking about you at all. And I think that the only thing if you want to set claim like, oh, I'm worried about like so and so's health. The only thing that you can say that with is I just want you to get a regular checkup every year. That's the only time you can like not like, oh, I want you to lose weight for your health. I want you to do this for your health. I want you to get a regular checkup. Right. I want you to be in tune with your body. I don't want you to ignore if you're in pain. I want you to, yeah, I want you to advocate for yourself. And I will be there as a partner to help you advocate for yourself when, if you need something in the medical field or you need any of like X, Y, and Z and all of that shit. But I think people get away, or I know people get away with that, like, oh, be healthy. This health, 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 health because doctors fucking do it. And the, the fucking reason that doctors do it is because they don't test medications on people who are considered overweight. They don't do any right. of that shit. So their whole fear of being like, well, no, 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 don't be overweight. It's going to cause all this other stuff. It's like, ah, actually, it's because we didn't pay to have the trials be done on anybody who weighs more than 140 pounds. So can you like not uh, do that? Because like, we don't know what's going to happen. And also like our surgeons aren't prepared to like operate on you at this size because like we just haven't thought about it. And like anesthesia, so sorry, we don't know. Like, it's purely, it, it's just discriminatory. It's not like, oh, they're so worried about our health. It's like, oh no, America and the world is so fat phobic that we don't even think or nobody's even doing fucking tests and running those people on who is like the traditional or like majority American size because they are so fat phobic. They would just be like, mm, sorry, can't help you here. Also, she said that he had a dad bod and that's not even, <laughs> and she called him fat and that's not even overweight. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. All you're concerned about is his, his what he looks like physically. Mm-hmm. And it's just wrong. And just also, you're not even... on what you said. You broke it down so great, but yeah. But she's also, you're not even bringing yourself into it. It's not mm-hmm. like, hey, we used to both run cross country together and I loved running with him and now he's not into it anymore and it like makes me sad because it's something we both enjoyed. Like, the, I think if you're going to be an ass... <laughs> Like, at least fucking be an ass about yourself. Like, bring you into it, too. Like, mm-hmm. be say something along the lines of, I've fucking commit. Say, I've kept my body in shape. Like, I'm working so hard to, like, stay, like, exactly the size that, like, he wants me at. And I'm doing all of this stuff. Like, why isn't he doing it for me? Like, you're not, you're not even doing that. You're just, like, going after him. And again, I really want to make sure that people listening to this don't think that this is a thing and this is like an overall sort of like response in a partnership of like gaining and slash or losing weight or whatever I I mean I've been in long-term relationships where like I am always like I'm always the, the smallest version of myself when I'm not in a relationship right and there's 
<laughs> like it doesn't matter. And it's so it just pisses me off because then the reflection of it too, obviously we're talking about this in like, she's a uh, female and talking about it in, in her boyfriend, but also it makes me like incredibly upset because people who uh, give birth and people who are going to carry children, those people, you're going to gain some fucking weight. Mm-hmm. And like this, I, this, that whole toxic, like, Oh, bounce back. All of that kind of stuff is just so incredibly fucked up. And this is, this is not the standard of, this is the like this is the fuck this like this is like fuck this fuck this this you're a fucking ass and I don't want anyone else to think that this is what your partner thinks because there is no way this is the only issue in their relationship and if he right. fucking called in we would hear some other shit so if you've mm-hmm. got a great happy relationship your partner is amazing and you're hearing this call going oh my god does my partner think this about me your partner does not think this about you right. because I guarantee you that they have some other fucking shit in their relationship and it's it's a load of shit. Mm-hmm. It's a load of fucking shit. Load of fucking shit. Hi there. Um, I am 23 and um, got an interesting situation that I've been brewing on for a couple of months for you guys. Um, my fiance and I have been together since high school, um, or at least been friends since high school. And I have, as a result, been in his sister's little sister's life group. She was in third grade. Um, we are really close. Uh, she doesn't have any sisters. So uh, definitely sees me as the older sister. And last summer, I was with her and um, her other brother's girlfriend on a trip with their family. And I was just letting them know, you know, like, girl to girl, I'm here for them if you ever need anything. Um that they can always ask me any questions under the sun or go get birth control or whatever it is that they may need. And then that kind of spiraled into talking about like, I guess what levels of intimacy we've had with people. Keep in mind, she was like almost 15 at the time we had this conversation. Um, And she straight up asked me if I was having sex with her brother. And I said no, which was a total lie. Um, I, yeah, we grew up in a pretty Christian setting and it just feels so stupid. Like she knew that we had done everything up till that, but I just felt like, I don't know, I was poisoning this image that she had of me as a 14 year old. And now I'm like stressed because one day she's going to ask me like, oh yeah, like what was your first time having sex like? And I'm what do I do? Am I like, oh, yeah, you know, on our wedding night, we did it and it was fine. Or do I like be honest about what actually happened? Or I'm just so stressed about it. And I don't know, you're probably never going to use this call. But if you do, maybe someone out there has a similar situation. Um, yeah, I don't want to like be her savior, hide stuff from her. But at the same time, I just I was really scared by my older sister when she was pushing me to have sex as an eighth grader. So, yeah, trauma, right? But, hey, I see a therapist, so we're good. Also, I'm a Capricorn. Not sure if that matters. But, yeah, thanks for any advice you can give. Have a great day. Bye. I'm sorry, but this is all on you. Like, you overstepped your bounds to a 14-year-old that you're not, like, Yes, you've been in her life the ho- this whole time, but she's 14. You're not her sister. You're not related to her. You can't tell a 14-year-old, like, I can, I'll can. i go buy birth control for you. And then 
and then be like, oh, but uh, no, I'm not having sex. Like, she's not a fucking idiot, first of all. Second of all, you should have never started this conversation because this is not a conversation for you to have with her. And third, do you really think that she's going to ask you about having sex with her brother? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. First of all, bold as fuck 14-year-old. Are you guys boning? Like, that to me is like a, whoa. Um, I don't... I, I I agree with you. I think I think it's a very sweet gesture to offer birth. I think that's great. I think if you're going to do that, though, you have to be prepared to have like a whole ass awkward conversation. And like then like you have to be I think if you want her to be so forthcoming and honest with you, like you can come to me for anything. I think that's great. But you then have to also be forthcoming and honest with her to a point that is okay for a 14 year old and I think if you felt uncomfortable telling a 14 year old you had sex then I also kind of think that maybe it was a little too soon to have that conversation with her and like say like hey I'm like happy to get you birth control and all of that because I mean you should talk to your friend's family whatever like it's her boyfriend's family like I think that this was not your lane at all you shouldn't have been having this conversation I think that you're trying, I think you wanted to recreate what you would wish had happened for you as a kid and like what you wished that that conversation had gone like with you because whatever the fuck your sister fucking pressuring you to have sex in eighth grade, fucking weird. Like that is super weird. And I think you are trying to recreate that and be the most supportive like that you can. And I get that. And I could totally see myself doing that. But again, it would need to be in I think that you just came in a little too hot. I think you needed to open the conversation and just and just have said like, hey, I know you have a boyfriend now. And like, you know, like I know like I like always have considered you like a little sister. And so like if you ever need boy advice, like I'm here and then be done. And that's it. Yeah. But like going explicit and saying if you need me to get you birth control, like that's also a conversation. I don't know what your relationship is like with his parents and like not that you should tell his parents that their kid is going on birth control but is, but she's is, the one that offered that's the thing that's what it's I mean like, like is she close but if she's close with her parents or her mom like maybe that conversation like don't rob the mom of that conversation yeah. or that parents have robbed that conversation or maybe that she is confident and comfortable talking to her her parents about it and then her parents are like why did you offer to get her birth control like that's mm-hmm. It's not necessarily your responsibility. But again, I get if it's like a very Christian town, all of that. But I do think that you should have you should have just opened the door instead of kicking down the door and then being like, how do I put the door back together? Because that's when you break down those boundaries. It's the thing with talking. I'm saying this as if like I am like I have a psychology degree. I don't. But the thing that's important when talking to uh, kids and young people as someone who was a kid and a young person if you're going to make an open line of communication and you expect the other, you expect the person younger than you, you expect that kid to be open and honest with you and hundred percent forthcoming. You also have to give them that same privilege in your life. It can't be like, Oh, this isn't a two way street. You have to be super hundred percent honest with me, but like I am going to still then try and protect you, which is mm-hmm. fair to want to protect younger people than you. But because of that, then you have to go at it in, just a different way, like just a different, different way. And I and think you straight up lied to her. Yeah. You lied to her when you're asking her to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I would be so pissed off if some other I know this girl doesn't have 
Well, you guys are sisters. sisters. But I would be pissed off if I found yeah. out that an adult woman asked my 14-year-old sister, said that she would get her birth control. Yeah. Like, and I understand you've been in her life, but if she's not coming to you with the information saying, hey, I'm thinking about having sex. Uh, my parents, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're super like religious and they won't get me birth control. That's a different story. But you open the door for all this. And the issue is, is you open that door to talk about, to offer to get her birth control and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. which you did because you live in a religious place and all of that. But then in turn, you told her that you're not having sex. Yeah. So then that creates this very weird, like, dichotomy, like, this double standard of, oh, I'm going to help. Like, if you need anything, I'll talk to you about it. But, like, I'm not having sex. Like, we're going to, like, not that you said that you're waiting till marriage, but even your question, like, so do I tell her, like, our wedding night is when we had sex for the first time? So you're not actually achieving what you set out to achieve, which is to kind of, like, break down the standards of where you live and let her know that, like, hey, it's okay if you have sex before you get married and blah, all of that kind of stuff. But again, it sh- there is such a thing as information overload uh, for a young person, especially when talking about sex, mm-hmm. because there is there are the parents who and the parents guardians who never fucking told their kids about sex at all. Nothing. Maybe they were taught abstinence, uh, religious uh, uh, associations, all of that sort of stuff. Save yourself for marriage, or we just never fucking talked about it. And that's a huge majority of. I mean, that's a, a huge group of people. And then there are people who is information overload. I was an information overload kid, like complete, too fucking young to hear about explicit things, too fucking young for all of that. But I mean, that's also story of my life. You can read it in my book. Um, but uh, th- it is you're not empowering and equipping a 14 year old with the like education, the knowledge and the deductive reasoning to then make their own decisions and form their own thoughts and opinions. It's just shock. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like shock value, scary. It's not education driven. It's kind of like big blanket statement, which then just opens all of these other questions that you weren't prepared to answer. And so I, if I were you, I would then go to her and I would say, hi, hey, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I'm realizing that I definitely crossed a boundary with you and I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have offered that. I really want, I don't want to take the place of your mom. I don't want to rob your mom of those experiences with you. I'm not going to tell your mom that you and I had that conversation, but I would really, if you feel comfortable once you get older, what at any age, Go to your mom, talk to her about these kinds of things, and always know if you have other questions, I will always be here as a big sister. Yeah. And just fucking there. I wouldn't then turn around and tell her parents. I wouldn't do that. I feel like the girl might tell her parents. Like, that's what I I mean. I think if the kid will. Yeah. Like, she might tell her parents. And then, like, where does that leave you? Yeah. I think there was all all the right intention here but I just don't think I think you were trying to recreate what you wish you had had but I don't think that you necessarily thought it through as thoroughly and I think you might have projected a little bit of your younger self onto her versus her so you know build that door back up and like shut it but like give her a key to the door you know Mm -hmm. Mm. weird but Okay, on to the next. Hi, my name is Melissa. So I'm 29 and I am a Libra. And then the friend that I'm going to be discussing is also 29 and she's a Cancer. 
She's been married for about two years. We've been best friends for about 15 years. And I recently came out as bi last year. So uh, basically, long story short, she used me to cheat on her husband. Back in January, um, she was on all these dating apps and her husband knew about it. Um, They were sort of doing an open sort of thing. He didn't want her to meet anybody, but she was talking to people online um, and flirting and stuff. So um, me and her went out to a birthday dinner and we were just talking, just me and her. And I had mentioned now that I'm out or whatever, I wanted to like make out with a girl or kiss a girl or whatever. And she said that she had asked her husband, is it be okay if me and her did? And he said, yes, because he trusted us. So that night we made out. We didn't go past that because, like, I wasn't sure if he was okay with other stuff, you know? So then a couple weeks later, I basically catch her in, like, a lie in a very roundabout way. And it turns out her husband didn't know about any of the apps that she was on, didn't know that she was talking and flirting with people, didn't know anything. Um, Also, that she was having an affair, a texting affair, with one of his really good friends who was also married. And a texting affair because he lived across the country. So then I asked her when all these lies came out, like, okay, so, like, are you lying about him knowing about you and me? And she said, no, that, like, he knew about that and that she wouldn't lie to me about that. And I believed her because she was my best friend. And I I can understand her lying to me about some things, but, like, lying to me about stuff that, like, I'm involved with, I couldn't understand that. So I believed her. And I told her, you know, I was like, this is your life. You can do whatever you want. But I do think you should be honest with him. And she, you know, whatever. So the next day, she tells me that she decided to come clean and tell him everything. And I was like, that's great. And then a couple of days later, I did a phone call from her husband. And he's asking me questions about things that supposedly... She just told me that she had told him. And so it was just like this realization that everything that she had told me, I couldn't believe it at all. So I asked him if he knew about us, me and her, and he said no. And it turns out she was lying about literally everything, including that. And now I don't know what to do because we were best friends for 15 years. And she used me because I was lonely and... I just don't know what to do, so help me, please. Thank you. What a fucked up situation. This is insane. Your friend is insane. Like, She's insane. All the cancers in the comments are being like, we don't claim her. Get what away from her. First, I would say, like, none of this is your business, but they both brought you into this situation from different angles. Like, she should have never made out with you. I mean, clearly you guys have been, if you've been friends for 15 years, there was probably some attraction there uh-huh, over You can't make out with your fucking best 15 friend. 15 years, like... Yeah. You cro- Once you did that, it crossed the line, and you were both interested in going further than what... than just making out. So once you did that, that crossed the line. But then, on top of that, She's been lying to you this whole time about not just like about you guys getting quote unquote permission for you guys to kiss, but also all these other relationships that she's having with these other people online. 
that she lied about. And then the husband calls you. Like, why is he calling you to ask information? That's all. The whole thing is messed up and you just need to run. Like, you do not need to be friends with her at Mm -hmm. all because all she's going to do is keep lying to you. This is and this is not new. Like, this is like it sucks to think that like, oh, 15 years of friendship. No, no, no. She's been doing this shit for 15 years. You just didn't know. You didn't know. She got caught because her husband is in the situation, in the picture now. And the reason why he called you is because you are also probably involved behind the scenes as much as you don't know where it's like, mm-hmm. call her. She'll tell you the truth. Yeah. Like she knows everything. Like and she's not even like checking with you and be like, hey, can you like make sure you tell him like X, Y and Z? Like she's literally putting it on you and making you tell the husband the truth. Like he didn't just come up with the idea to call you. Like, yeah. Also. What was her reaction to him calling you and then you are the one that that's outing like what what was that conversation with her like like is she pissed at you have you spoken i am just floored by this (laughs) like this is the messiest thing i've ever heard this is so messy like and like, does she have a job? Like, what is she? Like, this is like, what? Like, you're on dating apps, which like, how often do like fucking people are like, oh my God, I got off dating apps. It was too time consuming. No. So she's married. She's yeah. on dating apps. And she also has like a texting relationship with one of his best friends. And then she's also like, you know, making out with you. So like, when does she go to work? I'm, <laughs> this is her job. This is her job. Her job is being, she's professional. Her job, she's the CEO she's a- of Messy. Messy, messy, messy incorporated (laughs) like fucking shit. Yeah. You need to not be friends with this girl. You were never friends with this girl. You guys had some sexual Sexual tension chemistry there. Yeah. Which I mean, I mean, up until then, I was like, oh, are you guys going to be in love? And then I was like, no, you're not going to be in love. This bitch is fucking messy. She's a liar. She's a pathological pathological liar. liar. And then brought you into the mess. Uh huh. And especially if you've been friends for 15 years and you trusted her and you believed her, that means she's a good fucking liar, which means yeah. she's been lying your whole friendship. Obviously. And I guarantee she's not just like texting or messaging no. some of these people. She's fucking some of them as well. If she made out with you and was like, no, my husband says it's OK. When in reality, like that makes no sense because she's essentially telling you like, no, it's totally fine. My husband knows like it's totally fine. And you are in her life and his life. So like it would come up like it could totally come up and get caught in a lie. Like if she wanted to like fully cheat and get away with it and like you would cheat with someone who is not a part of your fit, like not right. a part of your circle at all. Like she's literally being like, yeah, no, he's totally cool with it. And then like what you're going to go to the fucking barbecue and be like, yeah, we made out. And he's going to be like the fuck like and- she's. And she, I think it's like she, she was, wants it. She's like puppeteering. Yeah. And I think like eventually she would have slept with you. Like she's just like, oh, he said this is okay. And then this is okay. And then this is okay. What a nasty. Can you imagine bitch. if you if they fucking if they fucking slept together and then like you again, you like go and you hang out with them and like you have a couple of drinks, something comes up, and he's like, What? And you're like, What? Oh like my gosh. I, I'm so glad for like your sake that this didn't go further and like you didn't get, I don't know, like emotionally 
I, but I, she's got to be. She's got to be emotionally. You've, they've been fifteen. They've been friends yeah. for fifteen years. She's. I think you have feelings for her, uh-huh. and and then this friend just went and messed things up. Yeah. Hopefully, you had feelings for her, and this has made you be like, nah, nah, nah. I think she. I don't think if you had, if she's had feelings in the past, yeah, then she wouldn't be calling. Yeah. This girl's. You, can, can you move? Like, can you just like move? Like, like, that's not going to stop anything because she has, she's having this textual oh relationship God. with somebody across the country. You need to, ch- like, I just need you to, like, you are the main character. Like, this is like, you are the main character and you need to start living like the main character and you need to bounce this fucking bitch out of your life. Not friends with her not friends with anyone who is like endorsing her behavior like you need to like really really cold cut her out like you need to have no mutual connections with her anymore because like at some fucking point she's gonna use you as like an alibi to like hide a body like it's like like plot twist the caller ends up the husband (laughs) could you imagine now that is a main character move yeah that is a main character move don't do that don't do it no because then that makes you mayor of Messyville. Yeah, and you just want to move out of Messyville. Yeah. You don't want to be a resident of Messyville anymore. <laughs> it's not a good time. Holy shit. What a story. Truly. What a story. We're going to take a quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by... A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods, I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber 
flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there. Oh, and, and it's it's delicious. It's so good. And I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes. But also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like 
this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing and I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait and we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor and we know y'all are already going to love this plus we've been recommended this so many times mm-hmm. so I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls as Melissa eats her egg. (laughs) Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am a 26-year-old female um, and I work as a mental health counselor slash peer support specialist. So I am in the mental health spectrum when it comes to um, the way that I deal with things and process things through my life. I kind of always have been. Um, I'm calling to get some advice um, about my boyfriend. We've been together for two years, and we have lived together for about one and a half of those years. We moved in fairly quickly, but we were friends for a long time, so it was kind of a no-brainer. We both suffer from some trauma from long-term relationships that we've had in the past, and we've always been really good about communicating with each other um, and kind of getting through those. Although one thing that I've really started to notice and kind of pick up on um, is something that he did with his ex. And that's when he was at his lowest point with her, he decided to go and seek help and was diagnosed with depression. Now, he doesn't remember what exactly the coding of the diagnosis was or anything like that, um, but he has since been on antidepressants for several years now. Um, through our time together, I've noticed huge personal growth in both of us, but especially in him, um, which he chalks up to, you know, being because of being in a happy relationship, but I think a lot of it is personal growth. My concern is whether or not these antidepressants that he's on are still helping him. I... I'm having trouble figuring out whether to speak to him about it because I work really hard to not talk to him coming from a clinical place. I don't 
ever want someone in my life, one of my loved ones, to feel as though I'm talking to them from a clinical standpoint. But I just noticed that the medication doesn't seem to be something that he needs. Um, he doesn't experience, you know, many mood swings when he's gone off of it. The only thing that he does experience is extreme migraines, which is just your body bouncing back. Um, now, I don't prescribe medication. I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that. So my knowledge is fair but limited. Um, I've never been clinically diagnosed as depressed. Um, so I don't know the repercussions of getting off of a medication or finding that you no longer need it and how to supplement that. She ran out of time, but good. Um, yeah, this, this isn't, I know that you're concerned for him, but you're not a medical doctor. Also, you're too close to the situation to have a fair assessment but if you have like a legitimate concern that he might be over medicated, then he should talk to this about if you are like really concerned about it, then say, hey, I think you need to get reevaluated. But he's still getting medication. So that means he's still seeing a doctor, right? Yeah. And he's not over medicated. And that's not her issue. Like it's, oh, I don't know if you need it anymore because like, you're happy and like yeah. you're doing and that's good. That's not how and depression works. No, and that's it's, also why he's on antidepressants. And like the yeah. idea, I'm gonna fully say like this is super fucking problematic. And I don't know if you're in therapy, uh, but you should be. You as a person should be in therapy because this is a very, 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 very fucking dangerous mindset to have when it comes to clients as well. If you don't have a relationship with your like, so like my therapist has she she knows my psychiatrist like that your therapist should communicate with your psychiatrist if you are on any sort of medication or just have their contact info if your therapist then becomes concerned that you are misdiagnosed, over-medicated, or anything like that. And so if you are working with patients and you do not have relationships with their psychiatrist and you know that they are on medication and you then are curious and wondering, blah, all of this sort of stuff, those questions you should have, you, you talk to either, you talk to your client's psychiatrist, like, that needs to be like a, a mutually exclusive relationship. But if you are a counselor where that is not a part of it, then you need to butt the fuck out of your clients as well. And that's, I think, the thing that like is worrying me in this situation, too, is that you're not you're trying not to approach him like a client. This also worries me if this is how you approach your clients is, oh, you seem you don't seem depressed anymore. Why do you still need this medication? And he's he's happy like he's happy and he's doing so well and he chalks us up to like being in a good relationship but then also being on antidepressants and your thought is oh he doesn't need them anymore he was only on them for situational depression because he was in this relationship and as somebody who's been through both situational and clinical depression that's not your call to make and also situational depression can exacerbate clinical depression and he might not have known that this was something that he felt and it might have gotten to a point where then this relationship and this situation that he was in brought him to his lowest low, which was what most people need to then get medication. Most people don't go when they're like, like when they're a functioning depressed person, if they're function, that's not when you are 
usually seeking help is when you're like, okay, I can handle this. I can handle this. Or I don't, I, maybe I'm crazy. I'm questioning this. I don't know. And then it gets to a point of rock bottom when you're like, oh, this isn't normal. And now I'm going to go get help. And he's going to go get help. And he's seeing a psychiatrist. And you've never been diagnosed with clinical depression. So you don't know. And this also, like, you didn't fix him. You didn't fix him. He's in a happy relationship. He was in a shitty relationship. And he's also on antidepressants. None of those things are related. He's not on antidepressants because of the last relationship. Maybe he was given the opportunity and he had the, 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 the strength in him and was in a bad situation that he needed to take care of himself. And he chose that at that time. But it is not his ex-girlfriend's fault that he's on antidepressants. And it is not your responsibility nor you that he is now happy and does not need the antidepressants anymore. Also, why is he going off his medication? Because you said there are periods of times where he's not. So the only thing in my mind that makes sense of that is if he's going off of his medication for small periods of time and the only experience he's, if the only experience, the only side effect he's experiencing are migraines after going off of his antidepressants and it's not like, (laughs) he's not going off it for a long period of time. It's just in, it's in like a, oh shit, we're on a four day vacation and I only, I need to get a refill. I'm a couple days in between. I've like forgotten to get it or my psychiatrist is out of town and it's something it's that he's if he's going off of antidepressants for months at a time, his psychiatrist knows that like that's a communication that you would then hear from there. And more than anything, a, like he's <sighs> going off antidepressants is not like an an easy feat at all. And if the only you're seeing the only side effect he's experiencing are migraines, most likely he's not. Yeah, he's not going off them for a long period of time. time, And why does he need to go off them? Yeah, that's why. Are you enabling him to go off them or is it just like they're going on trips and she's noticing something? Yeah, I don't know. And I also just you're not talking about his experience with, oh, he's feeling like the side effects he doesn't are outweighing like the cons are outweighing the pros at this point and like he doesn't feel like but the way you're talking about it is he's had a very positive experience with his relationship with antidepressants and you are like okay so then like don't use them but like what's the fucking issue with him being on right. antidepressants for the rest of his life what's the issue what's the fucking issue and that's like also antidepressants aren't like it's not like you your your body to, majority of medications will develop a dependency on them but it's not a high. Yeah. Like he's not, this isn't something that it's like an unsustainable, oh, he has like a problem with his anti, like a dependency that is, that is alarming in uh, like detrimental to his everyday life. That's not what it's sounding like. And also like people are on antidepressants for the rest of their life. And like, that's what there's a, the the reason is they're balancing the chemicals in their brain. And it helps them do that. And so that's, it's, it's great. Like, that's awesome. Like they're at the level that maybe he's now at the level of serotonin that you have. (laughs) And like, Mm -hmm. it's not a quick fix. And it's also, shouldn't be stepping, getting in the way. Like, I feel like if, I feel like if she has a legitimate concern, she doesn't, which she doesn't. But if, let's say somebody, a listener they had like Mm -hmm. a legitimate concern it's not your place to say that they need to go off medication but you could recommend that they get a second opinion yeah that's the uh, that's the 
the only thing. Like, you can't, like, say he needs to go off the medicine. They should just get a second evaluation and yeah. the, and leave it at that. This is so above your realm of knowledge in your profession and also personally because you don't have personal experience with this. And encouraging anyone or questioning if anyone needs medication is erasure for mental health. Like, yeah. it is. And it's 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 bullshit. Like, I know there are some therapists who are very, like anti and like we just just do therapy we don't want you to be on medication blah 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 and like my fucking our couple's therapist is like hell yeah medication fuck yeah medication like it's a great combination like I can't fix chemicals in your brain like Mm -hmm. I can help you talk to your brain but I can't fix those fucking chemicals in your brain I can't and like there are some like there are some cases and like 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 sometimes people can like live with less serotonin but other people can't and my job and my responsibility I want you to live and be the happiest version of yourself and whatever that fuck you ever fucking need to do that. And yeah, it, this is just it's problematic. Like it's truly just like a problematic stance to have, especially from someone who works in the mental health field. And I will apologize for being harsh, but also uh, as someone who's I'm a peer of you, I'm 26 too. Um, y- you need to do a lot more in like, you need to be you need to uh, yeah do a lot more research in um this if you want to then make calls like this mm-hmm. <laughs> like become a psychiatrist that like get a degree so then you can do that with your clients if th- that's what you want to do right right especially since this is the field that you work in i would yeah. think that you would have asked other people in the same field what their thoughts are on this and they probably told you what you did not want to hear. And so mm-hmm. you called people that this is not our profession at all. No, but, oh, God, I would be so, I would be, I, I would feel so hurt if my part, if, like, Mott said that to me about something. Like, oh, I don't think you need medication. No. I would just be like. You don't understand. No. And also, like, how can you see me being so happy? And then. I know that she kept saying, like, he's done a lot of personal growth. No, you're taking credit. And I have too. Yeah. Like, you're taking some credit if you're mm-hmm. looking at him and knowing that he opened up to you about being on antidepressants, like the 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 circumstance in mm-hmm. which he decided to go get help. And then you deciding that you don't think he that needs I that. I made him better. So he doesn't need it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's impossible. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um. Hopefully she can. Uh, maybe she'll take that tough love sort of stance but also when you come never had anybody call just being pissed like with an update or anything so no it's true even the ones that we're (laughs) we're shocked by yeah uh okay on to the next hi megan and melissa i'm 21 i'm an aries my boyfriend is 23 i'm calling for advice we've been dating for about eight months And there's no other way to say this, but his cum tastes really bad. Um, I feel really guilty saying that because I want to go down on him. But every time I know he's about to come, I start gagging. I want to puke and I dread it. Um, And I've never experienced that before. I know that food can contribute, but in comparison, 
to my exes, I know that my current boyfriend has a much healthier lifestyle. So I can't really think of what else it could be. And I really don't know how to bring this up to him. Um, I haven't been able to talk to my friends for advice because I don't want him to feel embarrassed. And I honestly just don't want them to know that information. I feel like it's private and I would be embarrassed. Um, so I would really appreciate some advice. Um, I even considered buying those magical berries that make everything taste sweeter. Um, but I really just want to be able to like fix it rather than um, hide that I'm feeling this way. So I don't really know what to do. If you have advice, I would really appreciate it. I love the podcast. I've been listening for a very long time. So love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. If, if, okay. I, I also want to say I love the fact that she has decided not to talk to her friends and call us because there are some times where it's like, yes, this is a perfect example of I don't want my friends to know this about my relationship because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want them to know that, know it in turn about me. Fucking great hats off to you I, I i love that there are some good great boundaries here what were you gonna say i was gonna say just because he's eating healthy food does not mean that his sperm's gonna taste better because he could be sitting up eating asparagus all day and that's gonna make it taste <laughs> terrible yeah i mean it's so they say that fruit they specifically say pineapple i've got a whole thing of fruit right here that i didn't even realize mm -hmm. would be your prop uh, my prop but i've got pineapples in here i've got mangoes nice they were frozen so that's why they look like this. juicy but um yeah this would be the perfect cocktail to give him <laughs> i think you need to test it and again like figure out what it is that because it does throw a it does make it more complicated because he eats healthier but it is we got to figure out what it is that he's yeah. eating and like because it is true like okay let's say it's asparagus it's like broccoli like mm -hmm. he's all about like a fucking celery maybe celery celery is pretty fresh but like if he's like having like oh like kale chips and right. like you know or like he's like really into fermented foods right. like you know it could it's... be oh, a little rank mm -hmm. but i would just have like make a fucking fruit salad sit down with him eat the fruit salad and then go for you it and make see the fruit if it changes. Salad sexy too. Yeah, put the fruit salad on your body, mm -hmm. and then see if it changes. Don't put the pineapple anywhere near your body because that eats flesh. Um, protein. It eats protein. That's what pineapple does. It's so acidic. But um, did you actually know? Uh, got on my tangent. Do you know if you put though like enough pineapple in like a steak, it will like dissolve the steak? What? Isn't that crazy? Because there's like it's an it's a protein eating enzyme. As someone who's allergic to pineapple, I know a lot of pineapple facts. <laughs> I mean, that me. makes sense. Yeah, it makes you, you're, you're the, the tingly and all of that. Um, but so, yeah, I think you need to test that first because I think that's, then you need to exhaust all options before you have a conversation with him. Because mm -hmm. I agree, it is going to hurt. It is not going to feel good for him. It's going to be, it, it's, it's up that I would say it probably like aside from like cisgender men, the, st the stereotypes of uh, what hurts is you have a small penis. You're bad in bed. Your cum tastes bad. Like I like, you know, like there are like or you're, you're yeah, those are kind of like the big 
blows when it comes to, like intimacy for cisgendered men. Blows. So what? Big blows. Big blows. Um, so I would figure that out first if it is his like weird healthy diet and yeah. if it can if change with fruit. Doing a lot of protein too. If he's like that makes if it he's dehydrated. Awful. Yeah. If he's not drinking a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um and then it could also could be medications that he's on as well. Oh, true. Any vitamins too. I think there's some vitamins mm-hmm. that can fuck with that. Um, so then my if all of that like does fruit salad, everything comes back like normal, all of that stuff. Just like don't have him come in your mouth. Yeah. Just like when he gets close. And you can even and again, what say if you want to save his ego, um, then I would just say something along the lines of that your like gag reflex has been bad recently or like it's a lot or like you come on my tits yes you can make it hot yeah yeah it's like I like it I you know like I really like it when like you come on my tits like that or like anything like that I think you can skew it to be a sexy sort of thing and if he's giving you warning because you said that like when you know it's gonna happen you like just like start preemptively gagging so you know so you can always just like, you know, move off, throw a hand on there mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> I think I, yeah, I would avoid, would avoid telling him if, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Because if, if, if you're watching and it's like, no matter what he does, he can't change it. Then it's like, well, what the fuck is he supposed to do with that information? Right. <laughs> like, ooh. And it also, maybe you guys just have like different, um, you know, chemistry, like, you know, I mean, like, one person's stank jizz yeah. might be another person's ambrosia. Ooh, yes. Everyone just just do whatever. Everyone needs to start doing what you're com- like they're comfortable mm-hmm. with and not assuming that other people are also doing stuff that they're uncomfortable with. It's true. Very true. So best of luck. Let us know how it goes. I would love an update. With his diet and if, like, the excessive fruit. I thought you were going to say with his dick. <laughs> no. With excessive fruit and uh, well hydrated. I would love to know if it um affects it or changes it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what else is, is, like, medication, vitamins. I'm trying to think of anything else. I would think hot tubs, probably. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so, like, warm. Because, I mean, you can, like, make yourself Cook. sterile. So like, oh yeah, you can like cook them. Yeah, so it's coming out. I think like rancid. Yeah, like spoiled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, it's also coming out like scrambled eggs. Like, like that's it's, what that's I was a... thinking too. <laughs> but like, and like, then runny... like like a cartoon where it has like those squiggly lines when something smells. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Wow. Okay. So is it time for and don't blame them? Don't blame them. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is when one of you guys calls in with your own advice pertaining to uh, a different episode, a different call. You got your own input. What's it from? This is from season six, episode three. It's a very recent episode about the original caller was frustrated because her boyfriend played video games all day and only spent 17 hours a week with her. Hey, this is some advice for the caller in y'all's last episode who's talking about how often her significant other has been playing video games. Um, So my fiancé, soon-to-be husband, is a gamer. Socially, that's what he does. He hangs out with his buddies over video games and it's definitely been a difficult thing to talk about and try to understand as somebody who doesn't play video games um after four or five years together now it's something we've had conversations with and dealt with and he's made progress with but it's only happened because I have voiced why it makes me upset and so especially during the pandemic 
in the strict quarantine, not laws, but rules, um, he was playing a lot more, and I felt like I wasn't getting enough attention, and voicing that to him of, hey, I need more time with you. He was able to understand and listen to my needs just as much as me understanding and listening to his needs. So as somebody who he was also very stressed out, still is a little overwhelmed, um, just playing is this time to relax and not being able to see his friends face-to-face right now. It's a form of social gathering for them. Um, and that's something I had to understand. Does he play 24, 25 hours a week? on a regular basis when he can go to work? Absolutely not. Um, So I think, to be honest, my advice is talk to him, be a little bit more flexible during the pandemic. Everybody's needs and stress levels are at a different rate. And also, if you want more time with him, tell him you want more time with him. And if he doesn't listen to that, dump his ass. And that's the end of her call. I agree with everything. I think it's funny that even in a pandemic, people are still calling from their cars. (laughs) Where are you going? (laughs) Like, everyone still, everyone is still calling from their car. I'm like, true. Fuck are you going? Well, guys, that is it for our episode. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Um, what else? Follow us on Instagram. YouTube change. Oh, yes. YouTube change. We are starting a new channel for the podcast episodes. Wow, I'm so glad you reminded me. This is going to be on my list of the things. I well, I reminded it because uh, we've been getting millions of emails from people subscribing. So I had to go in and turn the <laughs> notifications off. <laughs> Might be. Um, so we're now going to be uploading this on a Don't Blame Me podcast YouTube channel account. So it's not going to be on my channel. It's going to be on Don't Blame Me YouTube channel. So yeah, it's just fucking easier that way. And truly the thing that is the most important um, in this for me is uh, (laughs) that when I have the pod, I was telling Liz this, when I have the podcast account videos going up every Monday, in my mind, I'm uploading YouTube videos. I am not uploading YouTube videos. I'm uploading podcasts. And I need to like actually upload YouTube videos and I need to the, the swift kick in my ass will be the fact that there are not other videos going up on my channel mm-hmm. to like look like I'm uploading. So that's what we're doing. This is going to be uh, self-care and motivation for me. So please do me a solid and uh, subscribe there because that's the only place that we're going to be having the um, video version of the podcast from now on. And yeah. Oh, follow us on Instagram. Follow mm-hmm. our individual Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, and order my book. You're not special. Check it out. And yeah, we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. I almost like blew a kiss, but I was like, why would I do that? That's not me. Me being being weird. Like that's me. Not. (laughs) Yeah. I can't even. uh, How do you do it? Seriously. Wow. I hate us. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.